Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we got a lot of great NBA basketball going on right now, and Midas is fired up because the Philadelphia 76ers are looking like a really, really good basketball team. The last time that you and I talked, we talked about the Bulls at the top of the East. The Sixers get a big win last night against them. Let's start there, BJ, because uh, we got to give Doc Rivers and Philly some love because you said they're sending a message, and I think we're all getting it right now. I think we are getting the message, and the message happens on the court where it should be. And Tate, you know I yes. love... we're talking about the basketball we're talking again, about BJ. The we basketball. love this. Anytime we can talk about in the lines, I'm bringing the excitement. I'm really excited <laughs> for the game last night. We're talking about the Bulls. Mm. Let's give another shout out. A second shout out to DeMar DeRozan. Woo. He's turned back the hands of... Him and LeBron James right now, yeah. they are leading my over 30 club. Okay? Mm-hmm. Those two are playing exceptional basketball. But let's keep it here, focus on this game, talking about the Philadelphia 76ers and the Chicago Bulls. Philly is sending a message, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The number one seed from last year, by the way. So, you know, in case you forgot. The team has spoken. The team Mm. is speaking and they're shouting it loud. We are here with or without Ben Simmons. We would love to have Ben Simmons in the fold, but he's not here and life goes on. So give Mm. them credit. Give my man Doc Rivers credit for coaching in the chaos. (laughs) You know, CNC Music Factory. Uh, shout out to them as well. But he's coaching in the chaos right now. So this is great. I love it. Big time win. Incredible block by the big fella, Joel Embiid. Oh, that was a, that's what I was going to I was gonna talk to you about. It, that it, because, it, it I mean, was so good. They both had to laugh. They both had to laugh. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan tried to sneak the big fella. And the big fella said, not here. So mm. great basketball. I love it. Competitive. But I love the fact that the Sixers are performing and playing and they're making a statement, and they're saying to the world, we are here, and we are good, and we're going to continue to play and compete at a high level. The number three net offense in the NBA, if you want to get into the numbers, the number 12 net defense in the NBA, uh, Matisse Teibel is a weapon on defense, BJ. I mean, this kid is able to get some great steals, some active hands, uh, some amazing blocks. Uh, You mentioned Joel Embiid. When he is turned on like he was at the end of the game, you realize that the Philadelphia 76ers have something that no other team really has with Joel Embiid, especially on the defensive end with that rim protection. And what an amazing ending to that game. What a, what a game by the Philadelphia 76ers. They got the Spectrum jerseys on, and they're making Moses proud. They're making Dr. J proud. Uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun to see Philly play like this. And I, I, I'm happy that they're sending that message and they're, they're not cowering away from the chaos. No, because there's a lot happening in that building and they are, they're answering the bell and that's cool to see. They're not cowering away from it. Great observation by you. But I want to say something. If I was Philly mm. and the way this team is playing and the way this team is responding, because I love it when the team shows me mental toughness. This is who I would add to their mix. You ready for this, Tate? I'm ready. James Harden. That's who I would add to that team. That's who would be the perfect fit alongside Joel and Daryl Morey wanted James Harden. That's who should be on that team. He's a free agent this summer. James Harden in that mix with this group. And all I want him to be is James Harden. I don't want this James Harden that we're seeing now in Brooklyn. No. The James Harden, who is a score first, second, and third, is the score that mm. I want 
but I want to hold him accountable to give me, just give me the energy to play defense. I'm not saying you got to be a good defensive player, but just give me the energy because the big fella can do the rest. He, he's got your that, back. That's you know, who you, you, you got help. Side that's defense. who James Harden team should be targeting the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm, I like that. That's, that's I, mean, who I think he, a lot of people. Yeah, that's what I see. I'm just telling you what I see. That's who he should as go. As far as a fit. As, as yeah. far as a basketball fit. Now, clearly, you got to, you know, the, the the finances. I don't know if Brooklyn would even consider a trade. But if things don't work out there in Brooklyn for him, that's the perfect fit for him as a basketball player and a basketball fit. His talent would push everything over the top for them. Mm. And, you know, I, I've heard him say on the record, and I know his team has put that out there, that he's never been able to entertain the free agency. He's never been able to be wooed and, uh, you know, brought into the conference room where Pat Riley puts the rings on the tables. James Harden's never had that moment in his career. He's always been traded. He got traded to Houston. He got traded to Brooklyn. So he wants to have that, and he has that this summer. That's why he didn't sign an extension. And Daryl Morey, if there's anyone that's an advocate for James Harden and believes in his abilities to, to be an MVP quality player and a player that could take you to the promised land, it's Daryl Morey. So that's interesting. I like that. I like that fit. But the, the good news right now is that Seth Curry's playing like an all-star if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan. So without Tobias Harris, without Ben Simmons, uh, with Joel Embiid, who missed the last game, now coming back into the lineup in and out, this Philadelphia 76ers team, they just keep pushing. And Cork Maz, I mean, the bench that they have, some of the guys that they have coming off the bench, they've been really impressive. I want to talk about the best player in the NBA, according to you and I. And uh, it is, of course, number 34 in Milwaukee. And uh, he had a very funny moment. Uh, he he does this a lot, BJ. He's a funny guy, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> um, he went to the podium after they beat Detroit last night, and uh, he had some remarks. I'm going to play him for you because I, I think you'll enjoy this. Oh, man. I feel so good. Can they hear me? They can hear me. Uh, Jim, Kane, Eric, we won. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. I thought, I thought you were tanking. I thought you were tanking for the number one pick. Thank you. So, if you couldn't pick that up, Giannis Antetokounmpo said uh, he was he – was, out of breath, thankful because uh, he thought that the Bucks this year were tanking for the number one pick based on how they started the season. That was his little joke. Uh, they're at 500 right now, of course, and uh, you know the Bucks obviously have what, you know who, who you and I consider the best player in basketball. But Giannis sending a little bit of a message to his team that uh, you know he, he was a little worried that they were all tanking for the number one pick. Um, but they get back on track over the Pistons. Uh, did you enjoy that from Giannis? I think he's having a good time, but also I think sending a, a subtle message to his team. Well, I love the fact anytime, you know, in the great Dave Chappelle, and I love comedy because within yes. comedy, you find the truth. And Giannis is a pretty funny guy. You know, his humor, <laughs> everyone may not get his humor, but I get it for some reason. And I think that's pretty funny. I love the fact that he continues to step up. And within that, you got to laugh because he's mm -hmm. letting you know, hey, man, we're trying. And right now, things aren't going well, as well as expected there in Milwaukee. But make no doubt about it. He shows up. He plays hard. And they have some injuries right now. And you and I have said this many times. The best ability now is availability. And clearly, yes. in the NBA today, 
It's how available are you to your team? And right now, they have some significant players. Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, who are out. Middleton was out. Middleton's uh, out, yeah. So they have some significant players from their starting lineup, not just on their team, in their starting lineup who, is, who are not available. But life goes on. So we got to get those guys back in the fold. We love this team. I love this team. And Giannis is letting everyone know, I'm here. And because I'm here, we should still expect to win. And... Mm. And I respect that. And it was funny. And everyone got the joke, you know? Everyone yeah. got the joke. So, yeah. you know, he's finding, a, he's finding creative ways to keep himself engaged in the season, which is always a sign of a genius. Mm -hmm. And second of all, he's sending a message. Hey, man, let's find a way. I'm not making an excuse. What's your excuse now? I yeah. love it. And he's and he's also poking fun at uh, at tanking, you know what I mean? Which I think a lot of people, you know, that was a that was a fun thing. You know, every team, you know, once the process had, had happened, now every team wants to copy and and tank and and get the number one pick. And you know, Giannis making fun of that that idea that a year after a championship they're already on their way to tanking because that's the cool thing to do. You know, I I, I like how he pokes the bear. I, I, I mean? yeah, it, it's I funny. It. I love it. <laughs> it's good to see uh, BJ something I wanted to talk to you about that you brought up the other day which I find fascinating the sixth man of the year there's a lot of uh, a lot of people a lot of top players vying for that you know that that charge so far this season Tyler Hero the latest Tate Hero um, Tate Hero that's his name his name is Tate Tate I don't think that's I, I don't think secret. I don't think I that's, his, <laughs> that's your secret you're his secret admirer you I don't I don't I don't know if I can get down with that I mean I I, I like to shoot too though BJ so I respect he's a shooter you know like I said Rex Chapman light I like to see that he said uh you know he, he just wants to win a championship but obviously his goal is six man of the year Carmelo Anthony is going to be in that mix for six man of the year there's going to be a lot of players that are that are in that spot where we can talk about. I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers, their entire bench unit should just be up together for six right. man of the year. Um, so it, it, that's a fascinating race to watch. I wanted to see if, if there was any six man that's sticking out to you so far that maybe it's Carmelo. Well, you've named a couple. You know, Carmelo Anthony is without question. He's been playing terrific basketball. Anytime you shoot the ball at the level he's shooting right now, I mean, Carmelo, another guy over 30 that seems to have found his way. He's found his niche. You know, he is a star role player right now. Tyler Hero, well-documented. He's had a tremendous start going back to preseason, and it just carried over yep. to the regular season. You know, Patty Mills is another player there in Brooklyn who's had a nice start. Okay, Miles Bridges was coming off the bench. Suddenly this year, Miles Bridges is starting, playing terrific basketball. Might uh, be the most improved. Might right be the most the improved. NBA. You know, and, and my guy there in New York, Derrick Rose. <laughs> You know, always. he's always going to be there. So I think when the season is all said and done, Derrick Rose will be right there. But right now, if, I think Carmelo versus Derrick Rose. Uh, I, I would love, what I want. you know, just just from a basketball, pure basketball viewpoint. I would love to have the Lakers and the Knicks in the NBA finals. Mm. I need that type of energy in my life right now. Yeah, that I, would be I good. need that. I. I need Can you. you imagine the Knicks in the finals? How I mean, they won one game I, last year that Derrick had 27 I, I, that's points. What I, that's they what I need. I, I need that type of energy right now. I need big mm. market. I need star players. I need... Yeah. The, can, we just, can we just get the Knicks fans in a jersey? Because the Knicks fans, when they say they keep it hyped, they win one yeah. game, and it's like they've won... Electric. I, I, I so I, would, I want the Knicks in the NBA finals. I want the mm. Lakers in the NBA Finals. I want all of that smoke. I want to talk about Carmelo 
and and Derrick Rose coming off the bench. I want, you know, Julius Randle, LeBron James, AD. Mm. I want all of that. Mm. I want all of the stars. I want Jack Nicholson. I want Spike Lee. I yeah. want the Garden. I want we need, Staples we need, Center. We need that hoorah for yeah, basketball. I, I we need, need the Willis Garden Reed in the building. Center. I yeah. need Magic Johnson in the building. <laughs> you need Clyde, Clyde calling Clyde. the game. I need it all. <laughs> I need I need Clyde. Can, Man, can I borrow the suits that Clyde would wear to the finals in LA? My goodness. I want Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Clyde Fraser to be yeah. analyzing the game. That's who Huggy I want. Huggy Bear yeah. and Clyde. That's what yeah, I that's who I want to, you know. <laughs> I want my man Gus Johnson to call that game. Yeah, that's what we need the energy. We need Gus. Yeah, let's get that. Can we give a shout out to Gus? Did you happen to hear Gus on the Michigan, Michigan State call last week? Always. I mean, he's amazing. How, how incredible he, is he makes college football? Like, if you're a casual fan, you got to watch Gus. The NBA, the TNT, ESPN. Please call this man Gus Johnson, <laughs> because Gus Johnson, no disrespect to anyone in the business, but he's the best of the best. He's the he's best. in his prime right now. He yep. he has a feel. He is the voice of sports, whatever he's Agreed. calling. Yeah. He, when you think of a touchdown, you think of Gus. When you think of a slam dunk, I want to hear Gus's call on it, right? Mm. I want to hear Gus's call on every highlight that happens from here on out. Can can we make Agreed. that happen? I think he should have to call the national championship game. I mean, yeah. I, I, I literally think he should have to call the game. I, I just he, want to hire Gus as my personal broadcaster to just call the game yeah. to make it that much more enjoyable for I, me. I, I think we should do a show where Gus is calling your life. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're going to the grocery store and he's like, hey, BJ, down the aisle for the chips. Oh, man, I'm fun. Can good. I go back to the grocery store and get that? Can I get that done? <laughs> yeah, we'll film that. We'll talk to Midas. We'll see if we can make something happen. But yeah, Gus Johnson, uh, a legend, uh, came on the show not too long ago, BJ, and uh, we got to chat with him about his art and his craft, and he, he is one of one. As someone who's in broadcasting myself, you look up to someone like Gus Johnson, and you know that it's special. And if he was calling NBA games, I mean, we've talked about this you know, off the air. I mean, if he was calling NBA games... It would be. It, it would be. You know, it, it, it would change. Hey, hey, hey. It would change NBA. Broadcast. I know they can't see me right now, but it's over. If Gus Johnson was calling the NBA games, yeah. it's over. The ratings really would go over. out of the roof, and we yes. would have a voice to put with these players in the way they play. Gus mm. is the voice of the people. He's the voice mm. of the people. I mean, when yeah. you watch him. I'm listening to Gus to make sure I didn't miss anything because I want to be just as excited watching it as he is calling it. Because I always feel yeah. like he's seeing something I'm not seeing. So I want to hear yeah. Gus. Uh -huh. And I, that would be, oh, man, that would, that would make, you know what, that's, I need that. Can, can you make that happen? Who do I call to make yeah. that happen? You got to make that happen. I don't know what I can do, BJ, but I, I'm all in. If you need an advocate or, or someone to yell out into the void, I got you. Uh, all right. One one last thing for you out of here, because this is the big news in the NBA. Obviously not good news, but, you know, we got to talk about this. The team that went to the NBA finals not too long ago, uh, the Phoenix Suns, their owner. There's a ESPN report that just came out uh, headline allegations of racism and misogyny within the Phoenix Suns. It, within the Phoenix Suns, inside Robert Sarver's 17-year tenure 
Uh, if you read the story, some, I mean, just heinous things in here uh, about, you know, what was going on behind the scenes. Obviously, all reported. A lot of things with Earl Watson, who has, you know, always been great. I think Earl Watson does a, you know, a great job breaking down the game of basketball and right. obviously is in Toronto now um, as an assistant coach. But he's in here mentioned a lot dealing with some of these remarks from Robert Sarver. But this is the second owner we've had with these types of allegations. You know, obviously, we remember Donald Sterling and the Clippers. And now we got this. Chris Paul. Uh, poor Chris Paul, unfortunately, is at both organizations when these types of stories are coming out. So we feel for him. But BJ, I mean, is there anything to say about this story? Obviously, just, you know, never good to read something like this about an organization in the NBA. Well, Tate, we as, a, in, as you know, as human beings right now, right? We've been through a lot. All of us. Yes. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. You know, wherever you're at in the world listening to this, you know, we've been through a lot. And it's tough right now, Tate. It's tough, right? We have the pandemic, COVID, all of the things that's going on in the world that have been brought to the forefront and we've all been dealing with, in particular, the last couple of years. Mm. And then suddenly, this gets thrown onto the plate and the plate is already full. Yes. This is very unfortunate. For the NBA, this is very unfortunate. Anytime this happens, anytime things like this happen, because Tate, we strive for equality. We strive for all of the things to do right. You know, we we put so much focus and energy on when we read stories and hear about this. Mm -hmm. But Tate, you know, the majority of the people are trying to do the right thing, but it's always that. It's always this one story or two, you know, like I say, it's bad apple in the group, right? I don't know if this is true or not. Certainly, yep. it's being reported. Who, who are we to judge? If you read the story, I mean, you know, Sarver, is, he's, his attorneys are quoted in there. They're basically denying all yeah, of the, it's, the claims it, that are happening. But so. it's, it's very unfortunate that here mm -hmm. we are again in today, in today's yeah. day and age, right? And we, and, but we, but we also have to, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it has to be said, we're still not that far removed from 1960. So like, yes. you know, I mean, un unfortunately, you know, as much as we are in this day and age, we, we you know, it, it is a reminder that this is happening. This is around you and, and it, it, it has to be addressed in some capacity. It, it can't be accepted. It has to you know be. I mean? and, 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 you know, Tate, you know, we always want to believe things are getting better, right? That's kind of like. Yeah our hope and our belief as humans, right? You and progress. I and, and mm -hmm. progress. And I'm looking at my kids and, and, and my dad said something to me, you know, about, about five or six years ago, right? When, when my, my youngest son, our youngest son was born, he said, you know, I'm 77. I'm 70 plus years old at the time. He said, unfortunately, son, things haven't changed. Mm. And I and I and I heard him, and I was like, "Oh, Dad!" But you know what? He was right. It was so profound then, and now you look back on it in 2021, you go, "He's absolutely right." So, you know, Tate, this is a this was a tough one, right? In the NBA and they're in our NBA family, because there are some great people in the NBA. I want to make that clear. There are mm. some great people. There are some great owners, great players, mm. executives, but. It's unfortunate that this has to happen, but it just goes to show us that we're not removed 
from society. And the same things that are happening out there are happening here. And mm -hmm. all I can ask is that we handle this however it needs to be handled in a professional way and mm -hmm. that we continue to make progress by saying we're going to do the right thing once these things do happen because things happen in life, Tate, as you know. So it's very unfortunate when I heard about it. You know, it's one of those things you just you just shake your head, but it is what it is. It's here. Now we have to deal with it. And I'm sure, you know, now it'll be dealt with by the people that's way above my pay grade. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens from here. No, you kept saying the phrase. I mean, we we mentioned Spike Lee earlier when we were talking about this Lakers Knicks, uh, you know, finals that was in our our dreams, our dreams of dreams, our basketball dreams, and you know, it goes back to the movie. You know, do the right thing. You know that that is what you know the mayor tells. You know, when he when he's asked, you know, what are we supposed to do out here? We're supposed to do the right thing, and I think that's uh, that's profound. That's deep. That's what you hope that everyone's aims and aspirations are to do the right thing and. When when you when you see otherwise or it's you know pointed out otherwise that's never good especially like you said when it's in the family it's in the basketball family it's in the NBA family so um, it's a it's a sour report to read um, it's not something that anyone wants to be associated right. with but again you can't act ign ignorant and act like it's not yeah, you, uh, pervasive that's in the world you, you so can't, I mean, you can't ignore it and um, yeah. But you know it is. But we can't end the show on that note, Tate. No, we, we can't. We can't we, end we, the we show. Gotta, we can, can we quickly talk about Lamelo Ball? And, yeah, we can talk and, about uh, Lamelo. But I, I got another subject I want to talk about too. Let's talk about Lamelo. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Lamelo because he, you know, he's figuring it he's out. He's Lamelo Ball, so let's talk about him. What, what do you want to know about Lamelo? No, I just uh, you know if you watched the Warriors game last yeah. night, I mean I, he he and Steph had some chippy moments at times. I mean they, I, I like that little rivalry that's brewing between. Them. I think Steph's a little jealous that uh, that Lamelo's playing on his hometown team. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't want to read too too much into things, but I, I like it. I think it's good for the league. Um, obviously Lamelo's game is influenced by Curry, even if he doesn't know it. It obviously is because of the way basketball is played. So I found that fascinating. It was a fascinating matchup last night. You know, in the Bay. The Warriors obviously win. Warriors are number one in the Western Conference right now. Um, so, it, did you see anything in that game well, that stuck out to you? The one thing that's always stood out about me with Steph Curry is don't let the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> don't let that little baby face smooth you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He is the baby face assassin. He's competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. He may not go he around, know, he, he, you know. He, he heard the remarks that were made from LeVar Ball. Yeah, with the about, scowl. You know, yeah. He, you know he, he, <laughs> he doesn't go around with the scowl showing, you know, who he is. But underneath all of that fun and Dancing nice smile and, and yeah, you yeah. know, family man and all of those things, he's a competitor deep down. <laughs> and that's what I love. I love that. And I love the fact that the young kid who... I will say this because every player who has an opportunity to play in the NBA, you are playing against a player you consider your mentor or your hero. Mm -hmm. Without question, LaMelo's favorite player is Steph Curry, whether he wants no to doubt. admit it or not. Exactly. Okay. And, 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 here I am. And he's playing with Steph's dad yeah. calling the game, Dell. 30 years later, <laughs> I remember my first time I played against Isaiah Thomas. I didn't mm -hmm. care about the other 81 games, but that game had a little extra sauce on it for me because I wanted 
to play the game the same way he inspired me to play the game. And LaMelo Ball game reflects, and without question, whether he wants to admit it or not, he has been influenced by Steph Curry. Absolutely. And the fact that he came out with that level of energy last night, bravo for that young man. Bravo. Because we are all about the respect of the game, Tate. That's respect. Mm -hmm. And Steph Curry, in the case, as the vet, said, no, young fella, I'm not ready to... I'm going to show you how it's I'm done. not ready yeah. to pass this torch. I'm still, yeah. I'm still in the building. You know, I'm still hey, here. Hey, he said that before. Hey, before the game, he had on the song, because I heard it. I heard it in my house. He said, let me reintroduce myself. <laughs> I'm not gone. I'm still here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But LaMelo said, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Tate. I love the game in the game. It's good. And loved it. Yep. So much respect to both of them. I love that. I <laughs> At the end of the game, I don't know if you saw this, Curry and LaMelo had the ball games over, obviously out of reach, out of hand. And, uh, you know, Curry at the end of the game gave LaMelo a little bump and stole the ball from him. I like that. <laughs> hey. Hey. You know what hey, it I is? Mean, you you know, know, LaMelo's like coming. I, this is what I love about it. Don't. Listen. Isaiah Thomas was that player for me. I always had a little extra something when I saw him out of respect. Mm -hmm. That was the guy when I was a kid, I wore number 11 initially. Out of respect, I changed my number to number 10 because I said, if I ever see him, when I see him, I can't let him know that he's the guy I looked up to because that would give him an advantage. Yeah. Because Tate, he was a savage on the court and I couldn't give him <laughs> any advantage. <laughs> yeah. And I tried to, I tried my best to imitate and carry that tradition as a small guy. That's why I loved you went back to 11 at the end of your Bulls career. Well, yeah, that was good. Number 10 had been retired for, you know, Bob Love. I was, you know, but I, number 11 was, that was my number. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad you yeah, got your number I, back in the yeah, end. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's how I started my career, you know, as a kid. So, but I understood that. That, that was great to see. No, that, that those are always good moments, like in, in the NBA. Like you said, the game within the it's game. It's always the and, game. It's uh, the respect in the game, and you and mm -hmm. you know it's there. You can tell the yeah. way Lamelo plays. You can tell yeah. the way Lamelo. Say what you want. He plays. He's flashy, but he respects the game. Mm -hmm. You you see the fact that he got his little extra rest for that game last night lets me know that this young kid, he's serious about his business. He's serious mm -hmm. about it. I respect that. Mm -hmm. And he's not giving up. You know, he's going to keep coming back. And, you know, this Hornets team, they're fun. They're scrappy. Um, I, I hope that they can, you know, get into that six range. But they, they're going to be battling to try to get in the playoffs. So, you know, we we got a long season ahead. And I think LaMelo, he's going to have a lot of big highlights, big moments. And Miles Bridges, I mean, he, he decided to opt out on the uh, $60 million offer that the Hornets – Good I choice by him. That's a good choice I by know. him so far. <laughs> hey, young people, if you really believe in yourself, bet on yourself. Yeah, he, That's the you talk about. He bet on himself. Hey, hey, for hey, sure. If you believe, because I always ask this question as the agent, don't expect them to believe in you if you don't believe mm -hmm. in yourself. Mm -hmm. So here's a teachable moment for every young player. If you want to find out 
your true value, not the value you think you heard or you read on the internet. If you really want to find out, just go to free agency. Mm. But believe in yourself. So I'm going to give Miles Bridges credit for this. He went there. Yeah. Now he's a restricted Bridges, free agent. Someone just, could offer him a max hey, contract hey, if they really hey, believe. And I'm all about that. Now, I'm all about that one. If you want to find out, go there. He went there. Yeah. And now he he's right now. He's he's showing everybody. <laughs> He's going to put the Hornets in a bind because someone's going to give him a big hey, offer sheet and they're going to have to match 20 it. more games yeah. like this, I'm going to have to refer to him as Mr. Bridges because he's putting you up. Know what I, you know what I call him, What's BJ? That? Sky Miles. Oh, say. Right now, I, I got to give him credit, man. <laughs> well, a man's flying. Yeah. And then him and Melo together is Airbnb. Ooh. I mean, we're, hey, we're first in flight you know in North what? Carolina. You know what? I can't go to the nicknames together until you win something. <laughs> I I'm going to let hey, we're you. Already, we're already having you fun. You guys have already DJ. crowned them 10-time <laughs> champion. Okay. But I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah, I got one last thing, though, I want to touch before we get out of here, my friend. I had a good friend of mine today mm. ask me this following question, Tate, and I want to ask it to you. Okay. He said, hey, B, isn't it funny that these guys now can't score 25 or 30 points now that the rules have changed? Oof. I think it's great. I said, what do you what do you mean? He said, well, <laughs> I had a young person ask me, now that the rules are, are are back to where they used to be, do you find it funny that these guys can't score? So I want to get your take on this, Tate. I want to get your take on this Tate. Oh, that's a that's a is that a bar? <laughs> this is TNT. I want Tate's take. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, my take is this. This is what we all expected, right? I mean, if, the, if the, this has been the conversation for what, eight years, nine seasons, something like that, where we've all talked about, you know, obviously hand checking was the, the way that it was kind of phrased, but the idea of being such a physical game and, you know, you watch clips from the 90s and, you know, guys are getting clotheslined and leveled and that was always the joke you know or even the old big east highlights right it was just like this is a physical era could you even play in this era and now i don't even think everyone keeps saying it's reverting back i don't even think it's all the way back i just think it's less egregious than it was you know what i mean so i think it's a good thing i mean i saw trey young the other night had 11 free throws so he's figuring it out you know what i mean if you're if you're good enough you'll figure out how to still get to the line and make an impact and if, if you can't, then you can't. And then we understand that it was a rules thing. I mean, Harden is the most interesting one to me. But like you said, I don't think James Harden is playing the same way that he was playing in Houston right now in Brooklyn. He's facilitating. He's more of like a point guard um, than he is like a scoring guard before. So in general, I think the rule changes are good. And it's also, I mean, I wouldn't be panicked. Guys are going to have to adapt. And if they can't adapt, then... You know, you got to swim or sink. You know what I mean? You got, well, you got a choice. I'm going to give this 25 games. and You and I are going to revisit this tape. So, Midas, if you can mark yes, this. 25 games. 25 games. Perfect. But I'm going to say this. I think the game is going to start rewarding the mid-range. DeMar DeRozan's already so shown us that. Tate, he's, Tate. he's had like 37, 33, and 33. Tate, I, I, I want to earmark this. And we're going to come back to this after about 25 games. I think the game is going to start rewarding the mid-range. You know who that's good for in the long run? Who's that? Kawhi Leonard. I, I think the game is going to reward that because the mid-range is where the defense is not. 
Mm-hmm. And DeMar DeRozan right now, because that is his game, he's put together like three or four 30-point games in a row. Especially in a league that is set on running guys off the three-point yes. line. So there's two places on the court that you don't see any defense. You don't see post-defense anymore, and you mm-hmm. don't see defense in the mid-range. Mm-hmm. They're like just two open areas on the floor now that are have been marked as like taboo. Mm-hmm. And like you said, every player is looking for space. So every, space, is there. space is there. So I think the game will revert back to the post and the game will reward the mid-range because everyone now is hanging out at the three-point line and trying to get to the basket, but no one is in the mid-range. And I think mm. that's where the game will be played. And I think those are the two places that I'm going to look. But it's, I'm going to give it about 25 games. But I thought it was an interesting question today. I wanted to get your take on it. I I, I am uh, I wonder who like is the face of that when people have that conversation. Like who's not getting the production? I mean, is it Harden? Is it you know? Is it Trey Young? I mean, is it Dame? Because there's a lot of guys that you know Levine. People have mentioned in that group, but. In general, I mean, I thought Dame had a great response. He was like, I, I have to, you know, sometimes you have to go through the growing pains and these are the lows and yeah, I learn a lot about myself when I'm not playing well. And, uh, you know, it's adapting, right? It's evolving. And if the game changes, you got to change your game. That's just how it works. And I like the physicality. We need that. And that's why the Heat are so good this year. The Heat, the Heat are basically fighting people on the floor right now. And that's what Pat Riley likes. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Riley. Pat Riley. <laughs> As Pat Riley's wild. Pat Riley didn't figure something out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he knows, but he knows something. And I always he knows, enjoy he it. knows that you got to play. You got to play, and you got to work out to be really, really yeah, good. Yeah. And those guys in Miami, they they are regimented. They are in the gym. If you don't live that way, if you don't play that, that's why people with Tyler Hero. He's been in the gym. You know, you mentioned Giannis is always in the gym. I mean, that's how the Miami Heat are. They operate that way, and you see it in the way they play. They move the ball well. They look like they've been playing with each other a lot. So. I like that team. I'm a big fan of that team. All right. Well, my friend, it was great as usual. I appreciate your energy. Anything else, BJ? Well, I got got nothing else. I got a lot, but you know what? I'm not going to go there. Some funny things I'm going to talk to you about off the the air. Some really funny things. I don't want to go there, but they were really funny (laughs) I heard over the last couple of days. But my friend, you know, I'm going to ask you, when in water, what do you do, Tate? We got to make waves, uh, and we will see you early next week.